0: good morning everyone and happy Father's Day my name is Gerald I am one of the leaders here at High Point um, I want to take this opportunity first of all to thank Pastor Andy for giving me this opportunity to share with you this morning um, you know it's funny today we're going to just talk about being Father's Day and all we're going to talk about what it means to follow Christ and what it means to follow Pastor Andy as your spiritual father and get connected in that way so that's what we're going to talk about a little bit this morning I remember uh, in the 80s, early 80s, and t- I know that sounds crazy, like, what, 80s? Just relax, okay? But in the early 80s, there was a commercial um, where they started realizing that the influence that these entertainers and basketball players had on society as a whole, you know? And so there was a commercial with Charles Barkley, and Charles Barkley really had this commercial that said, I am not a role model. I'm not paid to be a role model. He goes, I'm paid to re- have it on the basketball court. Then he said, I am not paid to raise your children. So it was a big debate with this commercial because technically he's 100% correct. He's not paid uh, to, to be a role model for our kids or anything like that. And he was basically denouncing the responsibility that technically actually comes to him automatically just for being in the public eye. right? And so as cool as the commercial was and as true technically as it is, it's actually not true, you know. It's kind of like that paradoxal thing, um, because we have to realize that maybe, maybe, maybe you've been in a situation, right, where you um, are following somebody. Maybe you idolized your mom and dad, which is a great thing, and, you, and I'm, I use the word idolize that way. But you follow your mom and dad's actions and steps, or maybe you looked up to your big brother or sister. Maybe it was a. A pastor, or maybe it was a friend, you know, it could have been a teacher, you know, someone you look up to, or maybe you're the person that someone is looking up to and you realize that. So it kind of changes what you do or what you say, right? But no matter what, we have to realize that someone is always following us and the influence that we have determine our actions. So our actions are always influenced by who we follow as well as who we're aware that follows us. It's kind of like Michael Jordan, what was the theme? I want to be like Mike. Where, well, where did that come from, right? They started dressing like Michael Jordan when Allen Iverson came on the scene. They started wearing droopy, droopy shorts and the amount of tattoos. Who could get the most tattoos on your body, right? There is a, ma- a major amount of influence that, that people in the spotlight have. So today, when we talk about following Christ and when we talk about following Pastor Andy, you know what, hold on. I'm going to go to another story because this is just too good. When T and I first moved down here, Um, we went to this church. We've been to this church. Well, when we got to the church, you know, we, we weren't really social. We're still not social. It's hard to believe I'm actually an introvert, but we'll talk about that later. So we're at this church and we've been there for a while, but for some reason we were connected to this one particular couple. And when I say connected, We never talked to them. We didn't even know their names. But for six months, we actually talked to nobody at that church for six months. It was like, hi, bye, we're out of here. But every time we went to the church, we looked for this one particular couple. Something connected us to this couple couple, to the point where we kind of became like church stalkers right? We're watching them in the lobby, see how they're interacting. We're watching them in the sanctuary. At least I know I was. Did they raise their hand during praise and worship? Were their eyes closed when it, when it was time to pray? I mean, when things were going on, I was watching and getting kind of somewhat cues on how they interacted. I don't know why, right? We we were connected to this couple before we even got connected to the praise and worship leader or a deacon or the pastor. And yet we never talked to this couple. All we did was watch and observe and try to follow cues from them, Right? And it's, and it's interesting because when they weren't there, by the way, we were like, oh man, where's the couple at? And we felt kind of lost. If they weren't there for two weeks, we were like, whoa, what's going on here? Because if that couple decided to leave, I know that we would have left if we didn't see them longer, right? We were just connected to this couple and following them before we had a chance to get connected to actually the pastor or to Christ or whatever it may be. You may not know this, but I guarantee you, you fit in one of these three categories, either you yourself is a church stalker or you might not know it, but someone's stalking you or you're both. You could be a church stalker and at the same time, someone's stalking you, right? We have to accept that responsibility that, you know, we're going to say role models or whatever it may be, but someone is always following us. We are always someone's example. For this Father's Day, and it's not just geared towards fathers. We are always someone's examples. So my verse today, I want to put the Philippians, there's, I'm going to use two main verses today. So if you put up Philippians 3.17, it says, My friends, I want you to follow my example and learn from others who closely follow the example we set for you. This is the Apostle Paul talking, who is a Uh, a huge follow of Christ. You know, we know the story of Paul, went through the story of Paul probably where where he was out there persecuting people at first, but then he had an encounter with Christ that changed his life. And so, and when that encounter happened, he says, my friends, I want you to follow me, my example, when you follow, and and the example of others that I have placed before you. So let's take this into a different scenario. We have a pastor who is following Christ, all right? So that's like Apostle Paul saying, so to speak, Hey, follow Pastor Andy because he's following my example. I have put him before you to follow the example so that you would know which way to go. All right? Those are things that's that's great about it. So we're going to take a second, and I want to go to another scripture, 1 Corinthians 11, where this one is the best one. It says, Paul says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. Imitate me just as I imitate Christ. So he goes a little further. It's not just follow my example. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Father God, we give you praise and honor today. We pray, Lord God, that your word will come upon us like I and not go void. We pray, Lord God, that you'll remove all of me and fill me up with all of you. So let your word have its way. Seeds be planted, hearts changed, lives changed. In Jesus' precious and mighty name, amen. When I um, was in high school, <laughs> me and my wife went to the same high school. Believe me, we were not high school sweethearts. We couldn't stand each other, all right? And probably her more not standing me than I not standing her. But either way, I was, um, I had a reputation in high school. Um, with that reputation came an expectation from my classmates, from the majority of them in my classes. And even my teachers knew it, right? So I was an okay student. I wrote notes, you know, and because I wrote notes, I knew by writing notes, I could retain a lot of information. But what I was not gonna do is study. I just depended on me writing the notes and I wasn't gonna review my notes, but I knew that I would get, get by, right, just by writing the notes. So we're in this test and we're in this class and the expectation was when I go into class, you know, if I'm sitting, whoever I'm sitting next to, if there was an answer I didn't know, they would just know, oh, Gerald's next to me. They would just slide their paper over a little bit, just a little bit. And I don't have to say anything, I just peek over. And I'm good to go. One day, I sat next to my wife. Someone must not have told her this expectation. So we're in this class, and I don't have an answer ready. So I just decide to look over the room. No, you got to get this, right? The room is silent. I decide to look over at her test, and she says, Ready? Silent room. Oh, no! She says it like that. She moves her paper over. She proceeds to take her dra- desk and drag it across the floor in the middle of the test, in the middle of dead silence. And I'm like, no, she didn't. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Now, <laughs> you know, the teacher knew what was going on. Like I said, everyone knew what was going on. No trouble happened. But I just decided to look over at the other person's paper and I got my answer anyway. But I'm like, what the heck? Now, we talk about this to this day, but she said to me, and if you ask her, she'll say the exact same words to you. She said, You're not copying off of my paper. She said, I did all the work. Why would I do all the work and let you just get all the answers? When this says imitate me, when this says copy, when this says follow me, matter of fact, let me put the definition of follow up, all right? Because so, I think we have to understand the definition of follow. Follow means literally to imitate, to copy, to pursue after, and to obey. But we got to take those words to the fullest extent of what they mean. I was trying to copy or look at some things she did, but if I was copying her, what I would have did is I would have studied like she studied. I would have spent the same amount of time like she did. That is copying her. I have to do what she did in order to do what she is doing. When we're copying someone, when we're following someone, we're not just following them at that moment to try to get the results that they achieve at that moment because that's not possible, right? We cannot live off of other people's preparation, right? We have to do what they did to be able to do what they are doing. That's what it means by following and copying. So when Jesus says, and when Paul says, sorry, follow me as I follow Christ, right? It's not just, hey, I'm going to follow you. We're not playing follow leader, do what I do. No, that's not what we're doing. What did Paul do? What did Jesus do? So when we're talking about following Pastor Andy, right? What is he saying by that? What is he saying by that? Let me give you an example. I have a power strip. I love this power strip. Let's call, before I get the power strip, let's call the wall outlet. The outlet that you plug the power strip in. Let's call that Jesus, okay? The wall outlet is Jesus. The wires behind the outlet that gives the outlet power, let's call that God, okay? So, you got Jesus on the wall. The stuff we can't see behind the outlet that produces that power to the outlet is God. And then we got this. Let's call this Pastor Andy. Pastor Andy is going to take himself and plug himself directly into the wall, which is Jesus, to get power to God. Because remember, uh, I believe the verse is John uh, 14, 6, it says, Jesus said to him, I am the only way to God, the real truth and the real life. No one comes through the Father except through me. So we have to plug into Jesus to get to God. Now, the great thing about a power strip is Pastor Andy could carry, let's say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. All right, this one has about seven outlets with it, okay? So Pastor Andy's plugged in to Jesus. And he's able to plug in seven of us, depending on how big your power strip is, maybe 10. Okay. He could plug in several others of us to him. So we get connected by following him. And then by following him, we're getting connected to God. So that's pretty cool. Now, what's really good is at some point, some of us connected to Pastor Andy could also become a power strip. Oh, man. So now we have, say, all seven of us are power strips, and we also have seven power strips. So now we're all plugged in to Pastor Andy, and we have all these other people plugged into us. But the problem, though, still, mm, this is the only one plugged into Jesus. That's not Pastor Andy's job. That's why power strips have surge protectors. All right? His job is to get us unplugged from him so that we could plug directly into the wall for Jesus. So how do we do that? All right. So we can start simple, right? We say, follow Christ, uh, follow, follow my example, as follow you, uh, follow my example as I follow Christ. Well, what is Pastor Andy's examples? Okay. Well, he'll always tell you, hey guys, Wednesday morning, we're having prayer. Hey guys, let's jump in onto a, a join the life group, get connected. Hey guys, make sure you serve. Hey guys, make sure you give generously, right? He is telling us how to get connected. He wakes up early in the morning to have his quiet time alone with God. These are all ways that he's getting connected. Now, sometimes we might not be able to do that right away, right? Remember, I was connected to that family for a while before I even got to even know the pastor or anything like that. So sometimes you're going to be connected to that power strip, right? So therefore, you might start out by, hmm, following Pastor Andy as he follows Christ. Then you might find out by starting following Pastor Jason, who follows Pastor Andy, who follows Christ. Then you might be following Gerald, who follows Pastor Jason, who follows Pastor Andy, who follows Christ. Then you might be following your dad, who follows... You get the idea, right? It could go down a whole line, following, following, following. But at some point, right, each person you're following should be leading you to the outlet, We looked at the definition to follow, and we have to make sure that we understand that with that definition, it says obey, and it says um, there's a submission that goes with obey. So to submit, let me just give an easy one for this. Submit is basically relinquishing your own opinion and accepting the opinion and authority of somebody else. First of all, if you think about that, boy, we all have a lot of opinions, to relinquish our own opinion, to think that we're right, our way is the right way to do it, to follow and accept someone else's, right? Submission <laughs> is a Siamese twin to obedience. You cannot have obedience without submission, and you cannot have submission without obedience. It is absolutely impossible, okay? So when we look at this, and we're following Pastor Andy, we have to get to the point where we're starting to understand, um, what, what it means. Like, he's, he, when he asks us to do something, right, he's not really asking. He's doing, like, a requested command. Let me, let, me, let me give you an example. I have kids, all right? Some of you guys have kids, especially on Father's Day. You, you might have kids, okay? And, and my kids are of age where I can have them do stuff. So I say, hey, honey, would you empty the dishwasher, please? Hey, honey, would you uh, take out the trash? Now, I'm asking them. But am I asking is actually a requested command, right? They're not going to, if they didn't do it, there's going to be some trouble going on there, right? See, the thing is, they're going to do it also because by doing it, they're doing it because the position of authority that I hold over them as a father or as a mother. They're doing it as a position of authority that knowing that when I'm asking something, they're just going to submit to that and do it because they know it's what needs to be done. Hint, hint. They're doing it in the position of authority that I hold over them as a pastor, right? I'm not talking about me. I want to make sure I'm tying it in together. So when Pastor Andy says, hey guys, we have a prayer call every Wednesday morning. We would love for you to join. He's not asking. When Pastor Andy says, hey guys, be part of a life group. Share life together. He's not asking. When Pastor Andy says, read your word, he's not asking. When Pastor Andy says, study your word, he's not asking. When he says give, not asking. When he says be generous, he's not asking. When he says talk to your neighbor, he's not asking. When he says invite people, he's not asking. When he says get connected and serve, he's not asking. The problem is The reason why we think he's asking is because we haven't accepted the position of authority that he holds as our spiritual father in our lives. He is your spiritual father. Jesus said, God said, Paul said, follow me as I follow the example of Christ. He's following the example of Christ. We're to follow him. Do what he says do. We can't be be able to have the results that he has without doing what he did to get those results. He's not asking. There's um, <laughs> I get this by the way. I've been there, because we look at Pastor Andy sometimes. We look at anyone who's in charge of it sometimes, and says, "Well, he's just a man." I mean, literally. I did not want to join the military because I couldn't follow somebody. I had a submission problem, right? But so we look at Pastor Andy and says, "Hey, he's just a man." Hey, I've been led wrong before from men. Hey, I've been hurt from pastors before. All these things are true, right? They could, unfortunately, they can be. He's just a man. But I, I realized something. Get ready for this. You better get a pen and paper out for this. So was Jesus. You're like, oh, no, he wasn't. That's blasphemy. No. Hold on now. Jesus was fully God and fully man. Yes. But on this earth, he was just a man. I'll prove it to you. I need you to go to Philippians. We're Look at this. Philippians 2 verse six and seven, you need to pull this up on your phone to see this for yourself, right? You're going to have to write these down. You got to study this. It says, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. All right. So he knew he had it, but he didn't want to cling to it. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges and took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. Another version says, basically, if you break it down, it says he gave up his deity to take on the position of a human being, right? If we're following someone that's following Jesus, here's the question. How could we follow Jesus if he was God? How could we expect it? How could we be expected to do the things that Jesus did if he did them through his deity? We're not God. We are not God. We can't do the things that Jesus did if he did it with his deity, and nor could God be just to expect that of us. If we serve a just God, how can we serve a just God who expects us to do something that's quietly impossible? So let's tie this together then. But Jesus said you're going to do the same things I did, but even greater. First of all, when he says the word greater, he means by number. Okay? So let's ask this. Jesus was a man. Did Peter walk on water? Did he? He did. He may not have stayed on the water long, but he walked on water. Is he God? No. Did Did Peter also raise Tabitha from the dead? He did. We're gonna have all the scriptures for you to look it up because I want to make sure that you're studying this because you, if you're going against this, you're gonna to have to study this, right? Did Peter raise Tabitha from the dead? He did. He's not God. Did the disciples heal the sick and make the lame walk? They did. They don't have any deity. Did, and by the way, they did the stuff with Jesus and after Jesus, okay? There's example after example after example of men, human beings, ordinary people who did the same things Jesus did, right? Because they followed the example that Jesus did, right? They didn't just follow him. Now, hear me on this. It took them a while to get to the point where they were able to follow the right way, okay? They had to connect. They had to connect. And then after a while, Jesus had to disconnect them and plug them straight in. They had to disconnect and plug them straight in. But how did they plug straight in? What did Jesus do? What was so special? When Peter walked on water, right? And then when he started sinking, you know, why did he start sinking? Jesus said, here's a hint, right? Oh, ye of little faith. That means Peter's faith wasn't there yet, okay? When they try to cast out a certain demon as the disciples, and they couldn't cast out this demon, what did Jesus say? He goes, oh, this type only comes out by fasting and prayer, Hear me, you can't just fast one meal all of a sudden and then go back right and cast out this demon. There was preparation that was being done. Jesus was always in preparation for this. He was constantly, how many times did it say, hey, I went to be alone with my father. He went up to the hill, he went to the wilderness. He had all this alone time with his father, preparation of fasting and prayer. So when he says, this kind of only comes up by fasting and prayer, he was prepared by doing what he needed to do to connect to the father. So he was able to cast out the demons, all right? All this preparation, when Jesus was tempted by Satan, guess what? He conquered that by the three words. It is written. It is written. It is written. That means he did what? He read, read the written word. He knew what the word was so much that it gave him the power to defeat Satan. So we're asking you, how do we follow Jesus? How do we do, follow Pastor Andy? How do we do the things that they did to do the things that they were doing? Well, guess what? Fast. Pray. Read the word. By the way, reading the word is not studying the word. You must read and study the word. (laughs) Okay? So the scriptures that we're going to give you here, right, you can't take my word for it. You can't be like I was in school and just write these notes and think that's going to suffice and you're going to retain all this. You have to take these notes. Oh, Jesus, take these notes, go back at home, study them for yourself. And when you're doing that, you know what that process is doing? It's unplugging you from me. It's unplugging you from Pastor Andy. And you're starting to plug directly into that outlet to find Christ for yourself because you're doing it. Follow me as I follow Christ. Follow Pastor Andy as he follows Christ. Do what he says do in his requested commands. Be obedient. Submit yourself. You know, um, I'm going to get ready to wrap this up. I had another example. We have to realize that when Pastor Andy is asking us to do things, I know we said it's not really a ask, right? But one of the things he's asking us to do is show up. We have to be here. When he wakes up early in the morning, he says he wakes up four or five, whatever it may be, before the kids wake up. He, he sets God as a priority so he can make sure he has his long time. That's what Jesus did. It says he rose early in the morning and he went off to his own. Climbed up the hill, went off to his own. Have his long time. Even though people were still connected. Right? We're still connected. But I love this cord, right? <laughs> he could get away from us here. I'm plugging here. I'm not saying he doesn't want to be us and want us next to him and he doesn't want to. I'm not saying that. Please make sure you understand that. He wants us to be connected, but not forever. Jesus only held 12 disciples. We we can't hold that many. A church of 150 plugged into one power strip. If we're here, we got to realize that following an example, he makes church a priority. So there's things that he does on Wednesday nights, there's things that he does late on Saturday nights, but guess what? He's still here on Sunday mornings. So making God a priority, choosing this as a priority and and giving it, remember your kids are following you, right? So if you're allowing them to take sports on Sunday mornings and go to sports practices and miss church, you're telling them what the priority is. Now, don't get me wrong, if it's a championship game, sometimes we understand things will come up. I'm not being religious about it, right? But a whole season? You're going to miss church for a whole football season, soccer season, basketball season, baseball season. Oh, practice are right here, games on this day. Really? What is your priority? Hear me on this because I am not speaking out of experience, from, not from lack of experience. I used to play flag football before I got down here. Every Sunday morning, 10 o'clock sharp. Playing flag football. My church started at 11. Guess where I was not going to go? From September (laughs) till January. Flag football. Every Sunday. Some reason, I don't know, God does his thing and he started convicting me about it. Get real, right? Well, conveniently enough, my church had an 8 o'clock service. Cool, God. I'll go to 8 o'clock service. I'll be home and ready to go flag football at 10. Let me ask you a question. Did I make God my priority or did I just fit him into my schedule? We have to ask ourselves this. It's not about you being here at church as check. I did it. Don't get me wrong. We love you here. But what's in here? Pastor Andy wants you to check in here. Jesus wants you to check in here. Why are you following Pastor Andy? Sometimes you have to do the things first, right? Remember Pastor Andy was talking about it, right? Just say yes to the things that you normally say no to sometimes. Just get involved in those things. Follow my example as I follow Christ. Make him a priority. Your kids are watching what you do. Your kids are watching what you're making a priority. Sports is more important than following my Jesus. Let's follow Christ. Let's follow Pastor Andy. Father God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God, that you are a good, good father. And we thank you, Lord God, more so that you have left us so many spiritual fathers to follow. But we thank you, Lord God, that we are submitted under the leadership and headship of Pastor Andy. That we will... Be obedient to the leading and the prompting of His telling us to do things, Father. We thank You, Lord God, that that we have a good role model, Father, to go after. We thank You, Lord God, that the kids who are who are following their fathers are following the example of Pastor Andy. We thank You, Lord God, that we're not only are we going to settle for following Pastor Andy or po- following Pastor Jason or Pastor Amy, that we're going to actually unplug and get connected tra- directly into You. We're going to do the work that is necessary, Father. We're going to study. To show ourselves approved, Lord God, so that we can rightly divide Your Word, we're going to spend time with You, we're going to read Your Word, we're going to live life with others, we're going to join the life groups, we're going to text HP and four ninety seven thousand and be on prayer calls, Father. We will be obedient, and just in that submission and all, just in that it says obedience is better than sacrifice. We will be obedient, Lord God, and we will be blessed for it. We thank You, Lord God, right now that even as we speak, Pastor Andy's in another country. Preparing himself to be better for our benefit. We give you praise, we give you honor, and we give you glory. And Father, above all things right now, we repent right now. We repent for making you second. We repent for not being obedient. We repent for not studying. We repent and we turn away from the things of the past and we start walking towards you more diligently. And we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your forgiveness. Jesus Christ money.